Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your hosts and personal coaches that'll show you how to bankroll your mind. Lawrence Pipkin and Rich Perry. Join Lawrence and Rich weekly as they interview the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to the Change Book Radio Show. My name is Rich Perry. I am your host today because my good friend, buddy, co-host, partner extraordinaire, uh, Lawrence Pipkin, is in Peru for the next couple days. I kicked him out of the country. I said, we don't want you anymore. So uh, actually, it's his wedding anniversary, and uh, he will be... Well, he and the missus are hanging out in Peru, seeing the sights, meeting the people, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to them later on. But today, I'm welcoming Lucas Roback to the show, and Lucas was in book one, the very first change book from the series, and his chapter is, Only Good Can Come From This. Lucas is a selfless giver by being the person he wishes he had in his life. Many claim he's the most inspirational person that they know. Learning about his multiple sclerosis diagnosis, Lucas researched how to successfully live with it and saw an obvious need his nonprofit could fill. Shortly after he became an organizer of a health expo, and he wrote a a children's book and was learning that parents were also reading it themselves and that therapists were including it and using it within their practice. Uh, shortly after a series of books for adults naturally followed. And Lucas's motto is anything I can do, you can do better. And we're pleased to welcome Lucas Roback to the show right here are straight from Wisconsin. Uh, Lucas, how you doing today? I'm doing very well. How about yourself, Rich? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So, uh, Lucas, how I've never I don't think I've ever been to Wisconsin. What's what's it like over there today? Oh, today it's actually gorgeous out. It's always a hit and miss. The weathermen, they don't really get it right most of the time, but uh <laughs> it's always different. It could be 80 degrees one day, 50 degrees the next, and then snowing another day and then back to 80 degrees. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Sounds 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 like a nice place. You get all the all the seasons there. Yeah, all so, the seasons in one week. <laughs> Lucas, go ahead and you're in the very first book. I mean, you're you're in the book that started the entire series. When Jim Britt, Jim Lutz envisioned the change book series, they had to start somewhere and you were there from the get go. Go ahead and tell the listeners who maybe haven't had a chance to read your chapter or they're just tuning in uh, recently and they're just getting accustomed and learning about the entire book series. Tell us about your chapter. Only good can come from this. So it's just, to me, it says it all. Only, no matter what happens in your life, 
as long as you look at it a certain way, only good is able to come from any uh, any situation, whether if it's right right after that horrible event, or it could be months, years, decades after it. No matter what happens, just because of how the universe works, only good is able to come from it. So it's just a matter of seeing that good as soon as possible. When I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I saw it as a positive. I saw it as a way to shift the direction that I was heading. While I was, it's still towards the same destination, but it's just a different path that I'm taking now, utilizing the multiple sclerosis. People tell me that I inspire them all the time, but now since I can pull, pull the multiple sclerosis out of my pocket, now they're just like, oh my God, now you're even that much more inspiring. So it's just another way that I'm able to utilize it. It's a whole other network that I'm uh, becoming affiliated with as well on social media. I'm reaching out to a lot of people with chronic illnesses, not just multiple sclerosis, because we're all in this together. Having a, It's called an in, invisible illness, a snowflake disease, where you have no clue that somebody has it until they tell you, even if they are having a flare-up or an exacerbation. And instead of me researching what multiple sclerosis was, because I put it into Wikipedia right after I got diagnosed and read the first sentence, I'm like, all right, I'm done with this. And I started to research how to successfully live with it. And because of me being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, I learned a whole lot about Eastern medicine and different practices like that to integrate the entire mind, body, and spirit into your, into your health. And as I dove further into it, I got active into the community of uh, holistic healing and soon enough, I became an organizer of a health expo, changed the mission of our nonprofit from offering uh, to benefiting families with children who, are, who have medical bills to help them financially. And so we shifted it to offering proven and recommended treatment, which insurance doesn't cover to people diagnosed with chronic illnesses. So by... Me being diagnosed with MS, it's done a whole lot of good, at least in my world and the lives that I'm connecting with. Mm-hmm. Now, real quick, let's let's just back up just a little bit, only because you gave a great uh, inside look at who you are, and I just want the reader or the listeners, the readers, the listeners to let's let's take it from the very beginning. So, what was it that in you even to get on this path like well before you were diagnosed with MS I know that uh, it was it was well before that you started on this path of inspiring people and coaching and then it wasn't until the diagnosis that you kind of shifted gear lanes a little bit to include this new world but what was it what is it about you Lucas that you said hey I want to be a, a coach and I want to help people. Was there something from childhood or I'm curious what, because there's always a story, you know? Yeah, I guess uh, multiple things is for me, I can't, uh, I can't pinpoint it to one specific uh, event or instance, but uh, I've gone through depression a couple times and after learning that I was the one that chose to think myself into depression, I was able to, without medication, I was able to think myself out of it. And I utilized the videos uh, on YouTube from Bob Proctor. 
I read uh, material from Jack Canfield, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, and just by utilizing their learnings, I was able to think myself out of depression. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, okay, well, this is complete opposite. All this information that actually works, that's real-world applications, is not being taught in the schools. And so then I started trying to get the information into the schools that wasn't, it's like beating your head against the uh, pavement with glass, with glass on it. It's not the most, it's the most difficult thing in the world is to uh, get this information into the school so that the masses are able to learn from it. And so from there, that's when I started, uh, I got introduced to a life coach. I started learning more about life coach and I got certified as an academic life coach. I got certified as a neuro-linguistic programmer. And then from there, it just kept snowballing and building from there. And I didn't really give up on the whole school thing, but I'm postponing it. It's it's not even on a back burner right now. It's completely off the stove at the current moment in time. But it is something that I'm very passionate about that I will end up going back to because the information of just uh, the Wisconsin's holistic health expo, the whole mind, body, spirit, the spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical bodies that we have and how to integrate them in, in order to live a, not just a fulfilling life, but a healthy life. And that's the information that really gets me going. I, I'm not like the best practitioner of it, but I'm getting better with it every single day. And I see the improvements that I'm making in my health just by inc- incorporating the thinking aspect, the mental, the mind, the thoughts that mm-hmm. we think creates our physical reality, whether if that's our physical health, finances, our relationships, or anything else for that matter. Absolutely. And let's, I, re- I read it, I read it in your chapter, but let's clarify just for the listeners. So you got on this path of self-improvement. You wanted to make the change in your own life. And then you were inspired to then be the catalyst, you might say, or the, the spark of inspiration for, for other people. And then how, from the time you said, yes, this is what I want to do until you were diagnosed. Was it, it was a couple of years, right? You were, you were on the path of being a coach and then is, is that what I read? Yeah, correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for all of that previous work that I've done to myself personally, that diagnosis of MS could have been the most catastrophic event of my life. But because mm-hmm. of, the way my I reprogrammed my mentality from the status quo into the successful mentality, that that alone allowed me to instantly see it as diagnosis was served to me on a silver platter. This is like here you go. This is your new purpose in life. This is your direction. This is how you're going to benefit the world. Exactly. Now, you said this to me off the air, but I'm going to we're, we're going to bring it in right now on the air for the listeners benefit. You said that and I agree with you. So, uh that there's a lot of people that have this victim mentality and I know you talk about it in your chapter and you just kind of in uh brought it out a moment ago by saying that had you not gone through this process of self-change, self-growth and improvement, hearing those words come from your doctor's mouth, you could have went 
get the other path. You know, you could have spiraled downhill or, you know, any number of things could have happened. However, you saw it as a great opportunity. And that's another thing that you talk about within your chapter. And I would love for you to elaborate for the listener's benefit about what you see and how people have that victim mentality rather than looking at things as the opportunity like you spoke of in your chapter. Well, I know that uh, you are a whole lot more qualified to talk about this than I, I personally am. You probably see a whole <laughs> lot more in your, uh, in your, in your practice than I do. Cause I, I kind of veered away from the whole one-on-one thing just because of the victim mindset. People love to be the victim. They don't want to be the victim. They will, they will tell you, Oh, I'm not, I, I don't want to be a victim, but, if you're giving them anything that will, that they're able to uh, implement that'll take them out of that victim mindset, they won't do it. Uh, People love crying, whining, complaining, blaming other people, making excuses for their actions, for their results and everything like that. It's a lot easier to put the blame of your terrible life onto somebody else than to acknowledge that you are 100% responsible for absolutely everything in your life good and bad and people just I've learned very uh, it took a while for me to learn that because I've heard it before it's just like oh no I I have a better perception of uh, I believe in people a whole lot more than that but I every single chance that uh, it was able to happen I've been I'm every chance that it was able to happen people proved to me that being a victim is a whole lot better for them than it is to actually take responsibility for their life and change it. Uh, I'm not sure why. I have no clue why. I'm not qualified to even answer that, even if I read it in a book or a study. Uh, But Mm -hmm. it's just something that I think is one of the most useless thoughts to ever have because we choose to be a victim. I could have chosen to be a victim of multiple sclerosis. I could have chosen to be a victim of depression. I could have chosen to be a victim of the status quo in the the American education system. I could have chosen to be a victim of so many different things, but instead I'm taking responsibility and empowering my my life uh, towards the future. When I got trained as an NLP practitioner, I also have uh, certifications as a master NLP practitioner, uh, hypnotherapy, and a couple other things. And uh, my trainer, Dr. Matt James with the Empowerment Partnership, what he said was that when you learn something new, you can either apply it to the past and create feelings of guilt and victimitis, or you can take that learning and apply it to the future and empower yourself to a better life. Majority of the people choose to be a victim, whereas me and there's probably a ton of other people out there that take that information and apply it to the future. Whereas other people are going to take it, apply it to the past and sit there and whine and cry about it and be like, Oh, well, I deserve this. You don't deserve anything in life until you earn it. Life is completely Mm -hmm. fair. You get exactly what you deserve. If you don't have something that you believe you deserve, well, it's because you don't deserve it. Go earn it. (laughs) That's awesome. And it's, it's funny that you're saying it. It's not, it's not funny, but, I was on a, 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 a saying, let me explain. Let me explain. So I was on a podcast yesterday and the host said the exact 
same thing. And we were talking about what you deserve and what you don't deserve. And her words, your, your words mirrored what she was just saying. And, and you're absolutely correct. It's, it's so much easier to point fingers and to pass the blame and to say, Oh, woe is me. I'm entitled to this, or I should have this and, you know, come up with those excuses. And, but all it really is, is just people aren't willing to be accountable, take that responsibility, take that ownership for creating the life that you want. I remember, uh, and, you know, maybe this has happened to you. I know you do a lot of group work. I was doing a group training and I said that. I said, you know, you have to take control of your life. You're the one who's directly responsible. It was, you know, it was along those lines of you're responsible for what happens, take control, and you need to be in absolute control of your life. And this person who was in there, whoa, believe, oh my goodness gracious. She almost chopped my head off because she was like, I am not in control and I am not responsible and things happen to me. And, and I was like, holy smokes, like, you know, this is uh, it was it was an interesting follow up conversation. And, and maybe you even had it in your in your trainings, because you know, it, it's so much easier to pass the blame. It's so much easier to have that secondary gain and create an excuse as opposed to empower yourself to create that change. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, every single day I actually see that online. I, I'm very active on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and people will message me or tweet me or something along those lines. And it's just like, okay, well, at what point in time are you responsible? And mm-hmm. how much how much of your life am I responsible for? Because I'm not responsible for your life. I'm 100% responsible for mine. I'm not responsible for my sister's lives or my friend's lives or my neighbor. I that's that's their responsibility. I'm responsible for me and me alone. And yet people believe that the government is responsible. It's like with the two presidential candidates that we have right now. Who gives a damn who wins? No matter who wins. I'm still 100% responsible for what I do, what my thoughts, my choices, my actions. That's the only thing that I'm able to control. So no matter who wins this presidential election, my life is not going to change. The only thing that right. will change is possibly how I, uh, the different obstacles that might, that might arise because of uh, ridiculous laws that are passed or whatever that may be. So it's just a matter of, okay, so the event, I, I also in my chapter, I uh, talked about, I, I can't remember the doctor's name that Jack Canfield cited in, in his book, The Success Principles, but I put that in the chapter. It's, they came up, uh, E plus R equals O. So that's events plus responses equals outcome. The event, mm-hmm. you can't control any event in your life, like politics or uh, the weather, other people, traffic. You can't control that. You can re- control your responses, and by how you respond is is the outcome that you create. And to create those responses, it all depends on the thought on the thoughts that you have on a daily basis. So if you have those, the I call them the weak-minded thoughts, where you're a victim. It's just like quit being weak. Just take control of your life. 
because you have to be, it, it's not easy to do. It takes willpower. It takes inner strength in order to accept that you are at fault. No matter how much research is out there, I truly believe that I am 100% responsible for creating the multiple sclerosis. They don't know how MS is. People get MS. They're getting closer to maybe figuring it out. But in my world, I chose MS. My thoughts, my choices, my actions over 30 years created multiple sclerosis. And to me, that's very empowering rather than blaming, blaming God, blaming whatever else I can blame in order to protect myself so that I can remain the victim. It's, but it's just a matter of just seeing things in a different light, seeing things differently because anybody's capable of doing it. It's just a matter of choosing to do it. Mm-hmm. How, now let's, let's switch, switch uh, topics just for a little bit. Cause I want to touch on this as well. And, and by the way, you're absolutely, I, I agree with what you're saying. And, um, you know, I just want to get in some other goodies as well for the listeners. Tell me about your children's book series that parents were reading because it was so good and they were learning from it. That's, I, I thought that was great. So you're not only an author, you know, with the change and you have your own publishing house, but you, you wrote a, a series of children's books and you found out that parents were reading them you know, not only for the children, but for their own learning, their own value. And then you progressed into creating a workbook series for adults. So tell me about that, because I'm sure the listeners want to hear about that. All right. Well, first, I like how you chuckled when you said that, just because I laugh at it, too, because the children's book. <laughs> and it's a good book. It's a good book. Uh, when uh I think it was like in 2012, I was reading a children's book to one of my friend's kids. And after like the second or third page, I figured any, anybody can write a kid's book. It doesn't, it doesn't even take a second grade mentality to write a kid's book. And so it was, so I just decided to write a kid's book. And what I did was I went on to, I just typed in affirmations and I landed on websites that were designed for adults. These affirmations were given were written there so that people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s can begin improving their life. And I figured, okay, well, what the hell? Why aren't we giving these to our kids? Why, why are we like not teaching our kids this? So I took mm-hmm. uh, 10 affirmations and I put into a children's book. I hired an, an artist, worked with the artist for a few months, and ended up publishing the book. And the best part about it is that not, like I've already said, anybody can write a Anybody can write a book, let alone a kid's book. There's 12 words in this children's book. I am is repeated 10 times. And then after that, I am happy. I am positive. I am smart. I am uh, determined, whatever that may be. What, each page is different. But in 12 words, you got a children's book. And after I started uh, selling it and using it as a business card and giving it away to people and, using it during my speeches uh people start uh, parents were telling me like oh yeah well i actually like and every morning i'll i'll read through it myself <laughs> it's like okay that's awesome completely different than the idea that i had when i first uh came up with it was to read it to your children but i found that adults were reading it to themselves and then mm-hmm. uh 
uh, therapist told me that she uses it in her practice with her clients who are adults over 40. She works with people over 40. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Is like I, I thought this was, book was just meant for like three-year-olds, four-year-olds. And now I'm coming to find that it's meant for literally all ages. Uh, my cousin, who is less than one years old, absolutely loves the book. Can't mm-hmm. even talk yet. Uh, and so just thinking about it, it's like, oh, well, I can easily make something for adults. So then I started, uh, I love quotes, absolutely love quotes, inspirational quotes, success quotes, motivational quotes. And I was uh, going through one of uh, Jack Canfield's books, uh, his one of his Law of Attraction books. And 80, 90% of, that, of the pages in that book is blank. And that made it to the New York sellers list. So I figured, well, if that can make it to the New York sellers list, I'll at least be able to sell a few books doing, doing that concept where most of the pages are blank. But yet my book is there's most of the pages are not blank. And it turned after about three years, it actually turned into a series. And now I'm going to be releasing it in November where it's taking the, when you, when we hear quotes, we don't, we're just like, oh, it's a great quote. And then we just go about our day, but utilizing this book, you're able to hear the quote, I give a brief example, metaphor, uh, story, whatever that may be, so that you can begin thinking about that quote in a different light. And then on the next page, uh, you're asked three different questions so that you can take that quote and apply it to the context of your life. Because quotes, they're here for a reason. We're not like a quote that lasts thousands of years from Confucius and Aristotle. And everybody else along the way in between there's a reason why we keep repeating certain quotes, but yet it's a matter of taking the stroke of genius from this individual and applying it to our life rather than saying, Oh yeah, it's a great quote. And then never even doing anything with it because that is the best mentor that you have are these quotes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you run a workshop based around, your program, right? The program, um, try and re- remind me of the name of the workshop that you have. I have a couple of different workshops. I do a goal setting workshop, which actually can be broken down into a lot of different things to pass purpose because once you, uh, rekindle those passions that were snuffed out in your childhood and, and, and school through your teachers and your parents and coaches and friends and neighbors and everything like that, we lose a lot of passions along the way. Some people hold on to it, and that's absolutely awesome. But then it's also knowing what your purpose is in life, because once you know your why, you're able to get, keep getting past those failures. Because if you try to do anything worthwhile, you're going to fail a lot. And I, some people don't like the word fail. I love it, because failing means that you just learned a whole lot of information on how not to do something, rather than giving up, like, 99.9% of the other people out there once they think that they could fail. Mm-hmm. There's other workshops that I do with uh, the quote workbooks that I would just mentioned where we go through the quotes and actually just do group coaching and brainstorming to get that hap- to get that uh, to get that learning from the quote really instilled into our life and to begin applying it in whatever facet that that individual needs. But if it's health, career, relationships, environment, 
Right, and I'm, I'm reading it on your website right now, the Master Your Life Using Transformational Quotes Workshop. That, that's the one I was looking for, and, and you just said it, you know, a moment ago. Are these, and for the listeners, are these workshops uh, digital, or are they, is it something you offer online, like say one of our listeners or many of our listeners are interested in these workshops? Is it something they can attend digitally? Or do they have to, is it a live setting? That's a great question. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, is actually the first day that I'm going to be uh, releasing a webinar. It's going to be a free event. So if you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, my handle is at Lucas J. Roback. So if you follow me on there, you'll see that I'll, I'll post an image saying like, hey, we're doing a free free shop conference call tonight, and that's going to be the start of the online portion of it. Awesome. Well, you'll uh, tag me in it or at least let me know, and I'll be sure to share it as well. And um, real quick, tell me, tell me also about the Wisconsin's Holistic Health Expo. Your, you, you mentioned it before. Your, would you consider yourself the organizer, the coordinator? It, what's the title that you're that you're running with, and you know you're in charge of not only bringing the talent, and you've organized a book, and you know we've got two months and five days. I'm looking at the website right now until the Wisconsin's Holistic Health Expo. So tell us a little bit about that. All right. Well. To start, I'm really not too concerned about labels. Like if you said, oh, my organizer or coordinator, whatever you want to call me, that works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I call myself an organizer because there's other people that are involved in it. I'm not the organizer. I'm not the coordinator. I'm just an organizer, at least Uh that's in my mind. But whatever you want to call me, I'll I'll agree with it. Uh, But the expo itself is – we have it's like a it's a trade show with practitioners that um, whose more specialty is either in the spiritual, mental, emotional, physical realm of health in order to begin improving your uh, begin improving your life and well being naturally, organically. Because and uh, our FDA isn't doing that good of a job, and so we there's a lot of uh, different practices that are out there which have been proven not i can't really say scientifically in the western world proven over time but at least in the western medicine if it's been around for thousands of years and it hasn't changed i'm pretty sure that's more than proof enough that it's working whereas in the western medicine world everything changes by the day by the week by the month every it's always there's different pills to pop whereas the eastern modalities with the Wisconsin's Holistic Health Expo. It's about getting the body to heal itself rather than popping a pill to cover up the problem and forgetting about the problem until you have to pop, find another pharmaceutical company to pay. Uh, So we have different things like acupuncture massages, vitamins, um, sound healing, aromatherapy, music therapy, art therapy, um, even just drawing for drawing coloring yourself that kind of goes into art therapy as well but 
from what I'm told, it's a little bit different. Uh, even just little knickknacks, uh, stuff like uh, handmade bars of soap that have essential oils in them so that you can get that aromatherapy in your shower every time you wash your hands. Um, there's so much. I've actually, I, I can't even uh, begin describing all of these in detail because I, I consider myself an extreme amateur when it comes to all the different things that are available out there in terms of natural, holistic health. Uh, I just like organizing the events. I'm starting to get more involved into the natural health community. It's just that uh, for me, the, the Wisconsin's Holistic Health Expo is just a great way to begin educating the community on all the different things that are out there so that you're no longer choosing to become a, choosing to make yourself out to be a victim in terms of health. Uh, we're as a trade show, we're doing things quite differently. We have a, we're in a, we're doing a podcast. We have guest blogging. We're even doing a collaborative book, kind of like the, kind of like the change, but every each fall expo is where we release just one book with 21 other practitioners, not only in Wisconsin, but there's going to be some throughout the country as well as uh, internationally and Rich Perry is a contributor in our very first book. So I thank you very much for that one. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the, for the invite, Lucas. Um, and, and tell me what has the reception been in your hometown or your home city? Are you seeing a big change? Are people opening up to it more than maybe a few years before in terms of, how they can take control of their life and how they can open up to these new modalities, these new practices and create that uh, sense of well-being that it may not necessarily have to be this doom and gloom attitude or that they can actually do things other than, you know, your traditional medicines and waiting for the next miracle pill to come out. Are you seeing any positive reception from the people within your city, the community? Uh, yeah, you see exactly what you want to see, and that's exactly what I'm seeing because I want to see it. Uh, just with this community alone, when I first uh, came on board, it already had a decent following, and we're growing the community. Uh, people are interested in better living, better health, uh, different ways of trying things other than what what's been dictated down to them and it's just a matter of just continuously doing what we're doing getting the word out there getting the marketing which is why we're doing the podcast the blog and the book is so that we're able to get mass exposure to people so that to give them value in order for them to be able to get that one golden nugget that they need in order to begin improving their health in whatever regard that they desire at that particular moment in time because you can read uh you can read the book the change book one i'm just going to stick with that one because i'm biased i'm in it so you can read book one and book one and the change and you'll get that golden nugget that you need and apply it and all of a sudden now your health your life is improved let's say by like five percent now you go and reread the exact same book and you're going to see something completely different that you want to implement to begin improving your life so it all depends on where we are at in our life that we see what we need. And in my life, I see that 
people are receptive to the expo. People are receptive to uh, begin improving their life, to move away from that victim mentality because that's the target that I'm going after, uh, which is also another reason why we're doing the podcast, the book, and the blog is so that people are able to continuously receive year-round value rather than like a typical trade show where it's six hours and done and well, we'll see you next year and good luck all the exhibitors for building your business off of the emails that you captured just in that time period. Whereas now we're offering to the exhibitors a way to leverage the expo for an entire career. If they never even come to another event again. And it's just a way to give as much value back as possible. Every single day I ask myself, how can I give them more value? And when I say them, it's like, okay, how can I give the attendees more value? How can I give the exhibitors more value? How can I give the sponsors more value? How can I give the authors more value? How can I give the podcasters more value? It's all about just adding value because what else is there to do, Rich? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love what you're doing. And I wish I was only closer to Wisconsin so I can attend. And uh, I will also say, and I think Lucas will back me up on this one, because neither one of us wants to get in trouble if any Big Brother members are listening or anything like that. <laughs> Just remember, people, we didn't say don't take your medication, okay? There yeah. is a time and a place for it. Doctors are doctors for reasons. Um, what we are encouraging is to educate yourself, to seek uh, beneficial practices and things that will complement your your regimen okay so before anyone you know gets all butthurt out there and people like oh well i was listening to this podcast and rich perry and lucas Robach said this that's not what we said what we said was educate yourselves and be sure to create a healthy and mindful uh lifestyle and just just read and, and talk to practitioners, okay? These are, these are practices that have been around for thousands of years, and they can only benefit you, all right? And as always, make sure you're consulting your physician, your doctors, all right? So we're not giving medical advice here, but we are encouraging you to think a little bit and to use these uh, beneficial practices, use these practices, these mindful practices, these uh, ways of incorporating mind, body, spirit into your life to create an overall better you. Let's just say it that way. Uh, we don't want to get in trouble, but, you know, be smart yeah. out there, people. Well, it kind, be of, smart. it kind of goes back to that whole victim mentality, too. Don't blame right. us for your actions, your thoughts, <laughs> your choices, your actions. That's the only thing that you're able to control. So by blaming us, you're just making turning yourself into a victim again. Right. So, Rich said it best. Listen, listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucas, go ahead. Before we get out of here, I want to hear what is on the plate for the very near future. What are you working on other than the expo? And, like, do you have any uh books coming out from your publishing house i know you've got the the webinar coming up and the digital program that's going to be a great platform for people that aren't necessarily in the wisconsin area 
So what is it that you've got brewing that the people want, need to know about? Uh, there's actually, I, anytime I get an idea, I instantly get the ball rolling. So I got a lot of things going that are going to be like turning out in the next 18, 24 months. Uh, so with the nonprofit, we're going to start doing, uh, we're still not even sure what label to call it, but it's like a, like an empowerment conference where we're going to be teaching individuals how to do things themselves, like how to incorporate the Eastern modalities themselves rather than paying somebody else to do it for them. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, the expo is going to start branching out to the entire state of Wisconsin in the next couple of years. And then from there, it's going to go to the regional Midwest Um I'm also an author in an upcoming book, The Millennial Mentality, 10 Lessons to Jumpstart Maximum Achievement. That'll be coming out in the spring of 2017 and the spring in the summer of 2017. Uh, The workbook series that we were talking about, that's going to be launched in November. And I'm also doing uh, organizing uh, like book party book launches and we got one that'll be the first one's going to be in November when I release that. And it's going to be a collaborative one where it's not just me launching my book. We're pulling in other authors as well so that they're able to, we're able to utilize everybody's resources to bring about the best value possible to not only the authors in it, but the attendees as well. And that'll be a recurring event that I, I was just thinking it was just going to be a one-time event, but, the feedback that I'm already getting from people is that this should be a yearly thing. So it's a yearly thing. And, uh, Oh, I got got a couple of different things going. I haven't really told too many people about, but it's just, uh, anytime I get an idea, I just get the ball rolling just with a phone call or an email and I pull in people, make it, make it collaborative so that not only is it, uh, less work per se, but it's a way to bring in other people who want to be a part of it rather than them just being an attendee of it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I love that. I love that mentality. And once again, throw out your social media handle. If you want to contact Lucas, learn more about him, go to his website, lucasroback.com. And if you're driving right now or you don't have a pen, uh, we do have that in the show notes. But go ahead and throw out your social media handles as well for the, for the listeners. I, uh, my social media handle is the same from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And that's at Lucas J. Roback. And Roback is R-O-B as in boy, A-K. And uh, I have the same profile image across all three of them, so it's pretty easy to find me and i'm very active on all three of them so if you just message me through there it's almost better than emailing me because you'll get a quicker response through social social media than through any excellent and one of the things that i like to do or um yeah i like to do this i'm not i'm not going to give lawrence any credit no (laughs) One one of the things we like to do is do you have any last words of wisdom any golden nuggets that I know you're a quotes guy. Do you have any last a quote or just any words that you want to impart on the good listeners uh, to end the segment? Yeah. Your entire world is created by your own personal thoughts, choices, and actions. That's the only thing that we have full control over. 
don't give somebody else responsibility for them because you're the one that thinks. You're the one that makes decisions, and you're the one that acts on those decisions that are created from your thoughts. And people tell me, like, I impress them, I inspire them. I, I don't get it. I don't understand why. But so I always tell people, it's just like anything that I do, anything that I can do, you're able to do a hell of a lot better than me. So as long as you make that decision to do whatever it is that you want to do, and you'll do it, you'll do an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I love it. And and you're absolutely right, because just just get out and do something, people. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to be the best. You don't have to go through years of extensive uh master's degrees and doctor degrees to share your message with others just go out and and be that inspiration so i love it uh lucas thank you so much for hanging out with me today because lucas uh because uh lawrence is out in peru probably getting into some trouble but um lucas thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom for a great conversation and i look forward to continuing our uh, relationship and working together and let me know uh, at the end of the week or tomorrow when your webinar launches and I'll be sure to share it with my network as well. I can do that. Thank you very much, Rich, for your time and control your thoughts, choices, and actions. That's the only tip I have for everybody. Excellent. Lucas, thank you so much. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take a quick 30 second break and we'll be back with the show wrap up. Hi, I'm Peggy Sealfan, personal development coach and co-author in The Change. If you are interested in truly connecting to your authentic success, you'll want to read my chapter in book nine. I offer specific steps to uncover your greatness and have the life you deserve. I help clients supercharge their lives. Keep listening to tips from all the co-authors, and especially from co-hosts Rich Perry and Lorenz Pipkin. All right, we're back to the Change Book radio show, and we just had Lucas Roback on from Wisconsin. And once again, we were talking about his chapter in book one of the Change Book series, and his title is Only Good Can Come From This. Uh, once again, if you want to connect with Lucas, go to his website, lucasroback.com, or just find him on social media, Lucas J. Roback, and that's on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I want to say thank you, everybody, for listening to the radio show today. Once again, our friend Lawrence has been out in Peru. He's there with his honey for their wedding anniversary. And uh, we wish that we hope that he's having a great time and keeping himself out of trouble. If you want to connect with any of the co-authors from the change book series, including founders, Jim Britt and Jim Lutz or anyone else, there's over 200 co-authors from around the globe, over 20 different countries represented. What you're going to want to do is, Go to Facebook. In your top search uh, menu up there, you're going to just type in The Change Book. It's a public 
Facebook group. It's absolutely free to join. I know there's some groups on the web on, on Facebook that you need to pay an admission fee or whatever because it's a secret group. This is a, is a free public group. Everyone's welcome. And it, it's a great opportunity to meet and connect, connect with all the co-authors from the entire series where we just released book 11 and already working on book 12. And this is only within just one year. Also, feel free to download your favorite episodes right from iTunes. It's, you can find it right there, the Change Book Radio Show. You can find it on iTunes. Download your favorite episodes for free or download the episodes that you missed. And go ahead and leave a review and star rating that you feel we deserve. Go ahead and leave a, a nice star rating or a written review letting us know how much you've enjoyed the radio show and let us know if there's anything else that we can do to serve you. That's all for now. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday, same time, same channel, 1.30 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, we'll talk to you then. If you want to connect with Lawrence or myself personally, then go to our website, vortexmastermind.com. And we've also got some free trainings up there. You'll find it in the link above. It just says free training. Go ahead and download those MP3s there straight from a live training series that we did to promote our book a few weeks ago. And the book Bankrolling Your Mind will be out soon. But we'll talk to you next Wednesday. And uh, that's all for now. And be excellent.